Hi there guys and welcome to today's live stream. We're going to be talking about the best approach to treating back pain, the best non-surgical approach to treating back pain. We're a little bit biased but in this video we're going to explain why and also tie this into some exercises that you guys can do at home as well. Hopefully you're going to find this video really helpful. If you're new to the channel please do consider subscribing. We go live every single weekday. Today is going to be no exception. We're going to do Q&A at the end of the live. So if you've got any questions on your back pain or the topic of discussion for today then please post those in the comments. We've got Lara on the other side of the camera and with that being said we'll get into today's live stream okay so i thought i'd just kind of give you a brief overview of what we're going to discuss today we're going to go first and foremost just a brief one with the spine over here uh through what back pain is just to remind you guys then we'll go through what's on the board behind me in terms of the treatments what what we think is the best approach to treating back pain and this is lower back pain predominantly uh, that we're going to be talking about today and then i'll kind of tie that in because that's where uh, many of you guys will know about our back in shape program and and the 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 protocols and the rehab side of things is something that we do at the same time uh, in clinic as treatment. And it's also something that kind of mimics the treatment at home. So uh, it's not as good, but uh, it, it is still sort of the best way we can mimic what we're doing in the clinic with rehabilitation at home. So if you can't get to the clinic, you're going to have some useful information in the back end of this video as well. And the Q&A we'll get to at the end. So first and foremost, what is back pain? Now, if you've watched any of our videos before, we've discussed this, but as a brief overview, we're talking about a compression based injury most of the time the, the the main way in which this structure fails is doing its daily task which is load bearing resisting the load of gravity and normally this is a repetitive stress it's something that it, it's just constantly been being used in a poor way maybe we've been slouching for extended periods with sitting and working from home more recently or maybe we don't, just don't look after ourselves on a daily basis and this thing starts to fail through repetitive insult and then it finally goes maybe we're putting our socks on or we're emptying the bins or putting the child in the car seat and the back finally goes and then we have an injury as a result of a failure to deal with the compressive load of gravity possibly in an isolated event which has been the final sort of straw that broke the camel's back so that's how the back gets injured that's what it's what what it's doing it's resisting that load of gravity and allowing us to move around and interact with our outside environment interact with the world and transmit the organs the vital organs around from a to b so we can function in society one of the common things that we will get when we get lower back pain or, or lower back injury is going to be muscle spasm in this region, which a little hint is one of the primary misdiagnoses. Most of the time you go, my back so I've hurt my back. It'll be, oh, it's muscle spasm. It'll go away. Well, it kind of doesn't in a lot of cases when these things have built up over many uh, weeks, months or years. We can also get things like sciatica, trapped nerves, etc., which will result in pain going maybe to the glutes, maybe to the hamstring, maybe further down the leg and into the big toe, depending on which exact area has been injured. And, and it's also important to bear in mind that certain nerves that come out of this little section here, we've got the L5S1, which is a common area to be injured in the lower back, different parts of that same little nerve. So the same disc injury that you might have, but someone else also has, will result in some, in some cases in different symptoms. 
So we don't want to get, in certain cases, too caught up about the fact that it's in my big toe, but it's in this person's other area, for example, because it, in general, generally it's going to be coming from the same region, and that same region of injury can result in different types of symptoms. So we need to be mindful of that. Even to the point where if we have a disc injury at that L5S1, it can swap sides. So you might get sciatica down one leg, and then you might get sciatica down the other leg instead. And a lot of patients get confused and think, oh, is this something different? It's got worse. It's just changed. It's just that a little different part of those nerves have been irritated as a result of the same injury being flared up. And we use this example of a surface wound, which is often very easy to uh, uh, visualize, whereby we've got a little cut on the hand here. And if we pull the scab off here, it'll pus over here. And if we pull the scab off here, it's going to pus over here. And there might be different structures that can be irritating those two areas, but the same injury is being flared up. So it's important to just have that in mind because back pain um, can, can really play on people's minds, especially if it's been going on for a long period of time. So that's really important. Now, if you get into what do we actually do, and this is obviously our approach in the clinic, we're biased, um, but our main goal in the clinic is to be able to provide people with the best non-surgical alternative for back treatment. And that's why these uh, therapies have been put together. That's why this approach has been put together. And that's why other treatments haven't made it in. We've tried other therapies uh, to feed them into this process over the years, and they, they, they maybe aren't better than what we currently have. So that's important to bear in mind as well. So we wanna work on principles. Uh, that's the that's the best way to do this because it means that things are most broadly applicable and you'll see how these principles are replicated in things like the back and shake program as well and you'll also see that plus rehab is on the side here just because you have treatment doesn't mean you can't you can get away with not doing any rehab because quite often as you mentioned it's that repetitive assault over the years you can't just have treatment and all that all those so for example you might have treatment for one hour a week you come in for a session or you might some people we have a little bit more intensive to start with and they might come in for two two hour sessions in a week for a short period of time those two hours don't undo the other 166 hours in that week that you might be abusing your back so rehab and education is of vital importance and actually can make a really profound difference which is what led us to, to really push the, the uh, more resources into our back and shape program. So just bear that in mind as we're going through these things as well. So the first thing we want to work on is injury healing. We have an injury in that lower back that we need to get healing. Second thing is going to be we want to unload, we want to take pressure off that section of the spine because it's that compression that has caused that tissue to fail and then it's constantly compressing. For example, if this chair leg that I'm sat on here was fractured and broken off to the side, I've got to take my pressure off it and then start worrying about repairing. I can't keep my pressure on that area and expect the, 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 the bending leg or the broken leg to start to straighten back up on its own. We have to do a bit of unloading to take pressure off these structures. Even if it's periodic and temporary, it helps these tissues recover. We want to make sure that there's not unnecessary rigidity, and this can be locally at the joints in the spine, but also muscle, the muscle function. We want to improve the muscle function around those joints. So for example, the hips can move a little bit better and take stress off the lower back. On the topic of joint mobility, one of the common ones that's mistaken is people say, well, you've got to go and mobilize that lower back. You've got to get it moving a little bit better. And we want to do that in a safe way, but excessive forward and backward bending, exercises like the child's pose, things like knee hugs, things like uh, the cat camel. I was speaking to someone on YouTube uh, in the last week or so, and they were saying, oh, well, I got given these exercises for... Um, it was for, for mobility to help move the area to get more oxygenation into those tissues and that, that's fine 
But if you're doing it in too much of an extreme way, which these cat camel, which these knee hugs, which these child poses do, you're going to stress those structures that are trying to heal. So we want small amounts of pressure coming off rather than big, gross, large, full body movements that really take uh, take the joint range of motion to extreme. So for example, with that child's pose, just pulling everything around until it gets to the end is not advisable in the short term in our opinion. So we don't do that in the clinic. Um, as, as one might think. So what treatments do these include? Well, there's really sort of four different treatments that we use. The first one for healing, we're using the laser. We're using the class four laser therapy. If you guys caught us in the early part of lockdown, we actually had the laser on the back here on the uh, on the shelf for some of the videos, just because we brought it home. It's useful to have. It helps with healing of, of any sort. It's it's a really, really awesome bit of kit. And, uh, and, 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 from a point of view of having a patient, some of you will unfortunately have experienced this where you cannot move because of your back pain. You're really, really stuck. You can't do some of these other things. You, you have to get that person, get a little bit of laser on there to calm down the inflammation and get that body to start healing again, uh, get that exchange of nutrients in and around that injured area. For example, treating the actual injured area not the area that hurts in a lot of cases with lower back. That's where people fall foul. They treat the wrong area. So we need to target the right tissues that are injured. So that's where we use the laser. And this is important. That's a class four, uh, class four laser therapy. It's not class three B laser, which is substantially weaker. Um, I won't get into the, 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 the bits and pieces on that, but suffice to say, um, a class three B laser is up to 500 milliwatts and class four is, is a lot stronger. So we can actually deliver proper doses at the target tissues rather than just something that warms the skin. So very, very important to distinguish between those two. Um, the next one is unloading the soft tissues. Well, in the clinic, we use IDD therapy or spinal decompression. And that is literally lying down. It's a really awesome table. Some of you guys will have seen it. And it's just basically taking pressure off these discs very gently. It's a small amount of movement at this disc. It's nothing extreme like we mentioned earlier with those other exercises. It's a small amount of targeted movement to just unload these particular structures down the bottom here. It has coincidental benefits for people with things like anterior pelvic tuck and 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 pressure on the facet joints as well, which are coincidental rather than designed. It's really targeted to unloading those discs. Uh, but that is a fantastic one that works really nicely in conjunction with the laser that we do. And then we get onto the joint mobility and muscle function. And in the early parts of, of treatment, we're gonna be working predominantly through those hips because it's those hips, as many of you will know, that are taking the brunt of movement or should be taking the brunt of movement when we've got a back injury. So we're not putting too much excessive movement through this section of the spine. So we wanna get those hip muscles nice and flexible. We wanna get them functioning much more effectively. If there's any uh, sort of descending irritation coming down from that nerve to those muscles, causing them to tighten up or go into spasm, it's, it's, it needs to be done as well. The primary effect is gonna come from this work, but it's still worthwhile doing some work. And that's where we use the vibration gun that's just behind me up here to get to work on those muscles to really help just increase circulation through them, break down some scar tissue so they get a little bit more plastic, a uh, sorry, a little bit more pliable, a little bit more like an elastic band rather than a piece of rope. And some of you guys will notice this. I know I've spoken to a few people on our, uh, on, our on our Facebook group and on virtual consultations over the period of time and in clinic that certain muscles feel like when they go to stretch and they just pull and then it just kind of stops like a rope whereas other muscles maybe on the other areas of their body that aren't affected are very elastic you can feel it gently stretch out and then reach that point um, and using things like the vibration just helps get those muscles working a little bit better it's all about restoring things restoring mobility 
restoring mobility in the joints, restoring function in those muscles, and then unloading those discs gently and carefully to make sure that that back can be given the best circumstance, uh, best opportunity to heal. And then we've got the rehab on the side. Bear in mind, none of this involves any injections or any surgery or anything like that. It's all non-invasive treatment. The, the, the rehabs on the side is there to replicate these things. And that's what we, what we give patients from a point of view of that homework to do on a daily basis. And it must be on a daily basis. If you're to really resolve back pain, you must be doing things daily. And, and, and what we often find is that those that adhere to the rehabilitation will have dramatically better results than those that decide that they don't have time to do it. There's always needs to be the, 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 um, the commitment to do it. And quite often people will come in and say, do you know what? I had a really, really busy day at work the last three days. I haven't been able to do the rehab. And that is exactly the wrong frame of mind to be in. It's a case of I've had a really, really busy day at work. I've been doing substantially more wrong for my back as a result of the busyness at work. And therefore I must make time to get my rehabilitation done without fail on those days where I've been particularly busy and quote unquote, not had the time. You need to make the time on those days. And that's why putting ourselves second to the other tasks on a daily basis, we've ended up getting into this position where we've got recurrent back pain. So it's a very important one. And quite often when you break it down, you go, oh, that makes sense because my rehab is there to oppose the bad things I'm doing on a daily basis so it would make sense that if i've had to do more bad things on, a, on on over the last few days i should have made time to do my rehab and this rehab is not too arduous you know if you're doing our phase one work which we often get patients well we, we always get patients to start off with in the early stages of treatment it, it takes you about 15 18 minutes yes the first few times you're getting used to techniques so maybe a touch longer but once you've got the routine down and you've got the technique there it's it's literally about 15 to 18 minutes worth of work Everyone can fit that in. It doesn't matter how busy you are, especially if you've got back problem, you must make the time to fit it in. And then other progressions of that, things that, that many of our Back in Shape members will know, sort of the phase two and phase three work, that again, when you move into it, it might take you close to 30, 40 minutes, 45 minutes getting used to the technique. And then we bring it down and we start to get more efficient and we're doing it in 20, 25 minutes. And everyone can make time for that. And the consistency is what will really um, improve your results in terms of getting your back pain solved. And, and, and again, many patients that come into the clinic or people that we've got in the back in shape will be have the looming um, prospects of potential surgery, which is why we're, we're working really hard to provide these resources for you guys so you can actually avoid the need to do that. And there's lots of things that we can do if we can just understand our back and start doing more of those right things. Now, how does the back in shape rehab, how does the rehab that we recommend patients in the clinic, which is essentially uh, incredibly similar, there might be some nuanced changes because we have x-rays for patients in the clinic or imaging that allows us to tailor it and tweak it a little bit more um, in a little bit more of a refined way. But how does that limit, mimic these things? Well, first and foremost, you guys will be using the icing. You won't be using heat anymore on the back. That's a really important one. And that's going to imp improve the healing. We're not going to have a congested area with excess inflammation and poor uh, fluid dynamics. So using the ice on that lower back is going to improve that healing time. We're getting rid of more of the waste products by using that ice for five minutes, a good few times a day to help flush that area through. So that's improving the healing. We've got the stretches in the early part and we've got the, uh, the strengthening exercises a little bit later on that you guys are doing, which are improving the function and competence of the muscles and improving the mobility of the joints, both, both below and above the spine 
in the area that we're injured. And then we've got that towel exercise that we love and, and, and recommend so often, which really helps decompress and take pressure off those joints, unload the spine, and something that often people find is really a very, very good relief and something we recommend you guys keep as a default exercise whenever you've been out doing anything abnormal. Maybe you've spent an afternoon in the garden or maybe you've been on a long bike ride. You jump straight on that towel, you decompress, you unload the previously injured tissues and make sure that things recover effectively. So that's pretty much it. That's our non-surgical approach to back pain. That's how we treat it. Those are the principles that we use to treat it and obviously the technologies that we use at the same time. So hopefully you guys have found this interesting and we can get into Q and A. I'll just switch the mic over. Good morning, everybody. Okay, before I just jump into questions, just really quickly, um, do you mind just telling everybody how long the treatment sessions are if they do come into the clinic? Yeah, so the treatment sessions, uh, first time patients come in, we always we always uh, treat in a more conservative manner. So obviously we've got the consultation and stuff and the examination and we need to get all that under under wraps. So the first treatment, it might be, you might be in the clinic to depending on on sort of whether we're doing x-rays etc uh, maybe about 30 minutes to 40 minutes worth of treatment and then that builds out to sort of 40 minutes to an hour depending on the individual um, and, and each of those sessions are, are, are about that long when we start off with the uh, decompression the IDD therapy we often do that for a shorter period of time um, just to help the patient sort of feel what it feels like to get that spine unloaded quite often if you've got things like sciatica as a result of sort of more serious herniated discs, or we've got a degree of stenosis, actually being on that IDD table, the decompression table, the symptoms literally disappear. Um, it completely goes. And if you're someone who's had that nerve pain, uh, that that really bad nerve pain that's just been there constantly for the last six months, and then you get on the IDD table, it, it's a bit annoying because the sensation will completely go and, and the patient will be like, oh my gosh, this is the first time I've been in, you know, without pain in my leg for as long as I can remember. But when we put you back up, the, 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 we, we have to put you back on gravity. We can't leave you on that table for the next couple of weeks while you go through the recovery and the healing process. So uh, that is something to bear in mind on the more severe cases. But um, yeah. Okay, great. Um, Kate has asked quite a few questions here. Really good. She yeah, said, sure. how and when would you start the treatments? Um, how long between each treatment? How do you know when to go for the next one? Uh, would it be beneficial to have help alongside the rehab? And would traveling in, etc., cetera, uh, uh, undo the good that the treatment has done? I'll address the last one first, because um, that's a few questions. As we've been doing the back in shape, obviously it's something that we've, uh, we, we've, we've put out there a little bit more since lockdown. And we've had a few people from time to time message us and saying, or maybe I've done a virtual consultation and they say, hey, uh, you know, can I come in? And when we've got a longer, a longer distance of travel, uh, my, my personal opinion is actually go ahead and do the back in shape stuff for a little bit longer first. Um, because the travel is going to potentially bother your back. And, and what we really want is the, the best possible outcome, the most, uh, the most lasting effect from treatment. So if you can get a bit of work done at home and strengthen up that back, get through the phase two, maybe even into some of the phase three, and then come in for treatment, you're gonna find that after you've finished the treatment, you've got a lot more support and protection for your back because the big problem in phase one uh, and when patients first come in is that they make you might find the pain fluctuates on a daily or weekly basis it comes and it goes etc which drives people up the wall um, and it's the fact that there's not the muscular support and protection and the movement patterns are bad that mean you keep re-injuring yourself so if we know that you've gone through sort of phase one and phase two and maybe you're even in phase three we know objectively that your body is much much more effective 
effective at getting you from A to B. It's much, much safer for your back because you've got more support, you've got good movement patterns, you've got good flexibility. So if we finish a lovely treatment, you're more likely to keep that effect and allow that effect to build in your body over the next couple of hours and day or so, so that you can benefit more from the treatment. Whereas if you came in and you're not able to walk and you're sitting on a train or in the car for four hours to get to the clinic, and then we do a treatment, then you sit in the car and on the train to go back for another four hours, for example, you know, it's it's difficult for me as a as a as a, as a being in the clinic or as a clinician to say to you that it it's worth coming into the clinic. I'd say, do you know what? Wait a second, build up the work at home, do that phase one, phase two in particular, and phase three, really start to build up a bit of strength and then come into the clinic a little bit later. Um, that's really my approach. What were the other questions? It was about how frequently do people do treatment? Yes, and how long in between each uh, each treatment and how do you know when to go for the next one? Um, generally, what we're doing is in, in more longer term cases is we have a more intensive spell. We might see patients twice a week. Some people, uh, where we are in London, we get people flying in from, from all different parts of the world, people going from the Middle East, et cetera, from Australia, uh, those sorts of things. And they might come in for a much more intensive spell so they might do two weeks, three times a week or four times a week or one week for literally bang, 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 bang. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a point where um, the economics of that start to maybe outweigh the physical benefit. But if I'm in trouble myself, I will get on the table every day, you know, but it's my table. <laughs> it was our table. So, so I can do, you know, I could do it myself. So all things being equal and money not being an issue, I would go on there every single day. I'd have the vibration every single day. I'd have the laser every single day. I'd have the decompression every single day because those things are helping me. It's a case of the financials, you know, that that's that's really the reality of it. It's a great treatment. It, you should be doing the back in shape every single day. The treatment is there and it's fantastic. And and that that's that's my take on it. Yes, and even if you aren't in, in pain, severe yeah. pain, we... You know, we do use it ourselves as a maintenance yeah. to make sure that you, you know, you don't get back pain yeah. and keep your body in really good condition. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's the beauty, beauty of these treatments. When you're trying to do these, uh, to, to create these sort of systems, etc., you want something that really, really works and really, really helps people. And also another big benefit is that you can use your own stuff if that makes sense. And it's always weird when you go to a, a medical practitioner and they wouldn't recommend what they're having to their own parents or their own mm. person. Mm. Um, and, and, and with this, 100%, any family member that's here, get on the table, you know, uh, all these sorts of things, get on the decompression table, have some of the vibration. I've even got two of these guns at home with my family whether they use them enough, <laughs> so now there's another kettle of, kettle of fish, and I know uh, some of you guys watch this, so use it more. Um, but you know this stuff. You know it, it's when, when it's coming for treatment. Obviously, it's a financial thing, but they are great, and you can have them regularly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Karen's asked a good question here. She said, uh, "How do you approach treating somebody with back pain if they have had surgery before?" Say that again. So, if somebody has had surgery <laughs> on their lower back, let's yep. say, how would you approach treating somebody who's had maybe bolts in their back? Or you, you need to you need to really understand their case and be a, a lot more conservative in the early stages. Mm -hmm. uh, you need to test them properly. We do decompression testing in the clinic. We do uh, obviously the laser is incredibly safe. So yeah. it you know uh, the only thing that we need to be mindful of with laser is is tattoos in certain areas because mm -hmm. the tattoo the ink in the tattoo is 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 dark obviously um, and that absorbs uh, and you get more of a heating effect. Uh, with the laser, which is not as good. You really 
it's not good when some when someone comes in for a treatment they've got bad back pain they've got no visible tattoos they go okay right we're gonna go on to laser they take it off and they've got a whole back covered in tattoos and you're like oh no this is <laughs> this is difficult um so that, that's kind of the, the the main thing you just need to be more uh conscientious you need to understand their particular particular surgery when it's things like bolts and hardwares involved it's a, it's a lot more difficult we need to have a discussion etc about the specifics of that particular case um but if we've had things like injections then it's a lot less uh, less so yes. but but you'd have to do that with a patient that's got a severe uh, severe pain as well you have to take into consideration but the point of these treatments is that where we adjust we adjust them down for each individual person and tweak things for each individual person uh, that that's no different as to whether you've had surgery or not yeah, and we can treat people that have had surgery, but but yeah. you know that that is why we always encourage people before you go for that serious intervention, just try our treatment because yeah. for, for for a lot of people that's kind of all they need, and then they're you know, they're good yeah. to go. Um, and and and, what, and why not avoid surgery if you can? Yeah, you know, exactly. And a lot of patients that's a self, that's a sort of a self proclaimed objective is to is to avoid the need for those sorts of things. And and you can normally get a pretty good indication straight off the back within a first session or two as to as a gut feeling as to whether this is going in the right direction for you or not. Uh, that's that's the nice thing about the treatment. Wonderful. Okay, that is it for today. Um, awesome. I just wanted to ask you whether you could. Let everybody know about the giveaway yes, on YouTube yes. that we are running. Uh, a winner will be announced on Friday. Friday so and the, yes. and the draw closes Thursday evening. So the draw closes Thursday evening. It's to win the Venom unit up here. Getting the mirroring uh, a little bit wrong there. Uh, and that's the vibration unit for the leg. I mean, reality, you can put it anywhere. If you've got a, if you've got tight muscles on the on the chest after a workout, you can put them on there. If it's on the buttocks, you can put it there as well. Uh, really, really awesome bit of kit. Uh, the giveaway, the, the video, we can put the link in the description to the video. All you've got to do is subscribe to the channel and leave a comment on two topics, I believe it is. Uh, two topics that you'd like us to cover in our next live stream. So we'll have a link underneath this video to do that. Uh, but you'll be able to find it. If you look through on our YouTube channel, you'll see the live streams and it's pretty obvious which one is the giveaway because it says giveaway on the title so <laughs> go in there if you still want to if you still want to enter the competition and we will announce that winner on friday's friday live stream, live stream yes. friday morning on the live stream so uh with that being said hopefully you guys have found this video helpful hopefully you found it interesting if you didn't know what we did in the clinic and maybe you're just a member of our back in shape and you hadn't sort of the awareness of what we do in the clinic with the treatments that we do and how that sort of is mimicked inside the back in shape program now you know if you found this video useful or helpful or you know someone else is struggling with back pain then please do consider sharing and subscribing to the channel hit the notification bell as well so you know when we go live we go live every single weekday we generally do it in the morning although there are some exceptions and with that being said have a great afternoon enjoy the rest of your day and we will see you tomorrow with another live stream